Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm doing a late-night review of Alienation, the series. I'm going to be talking about Episode 7, Night of the Screams, and Episode 8, Contact. And uh, again, this is a late-night review. I'm very tired. I'm a little out of it. So this will be different from my previous uh, episode on the first cigar, where it was way more coherent. So, um, so yeah, so the... The, the, I'll, I'll give the synopsis of both episodes and I'll talk about them probably a little bit separately. They are thematically linked. Um, a lot of these have actually been kind of... Um, I'm starting to see some threads run through them. But uh, the first one is The Night of Screams. This is a Halloween episode. And it says, In this episode, a series of newcomer murders seems to follow the pattern of a Tectonese myth. And the Tectonese are the newcomers. Um, and this is Night of the Screams, and I'll get into the details on that later uh contact was the next episode that's episode eight and this one the murder of an astronomer leads sykes and francisco to the discovery of an extraterrestrial probe passing through the solar system but is it a friend or foe sykes uh sykes relations with his newcomer neighbor kathy develops george and susan discuss having a baby so you can see it's sort of uh i i think that synopsis kind of sums up a lot of the things i was talking about where they they do get to focus on these domestic home life type things as well now the thing that sort of combine that, that, that threads these episodes is uh is the um the overseers the i mentioned these in other um other episodes with the overseers who are the people who uh were in charge of uh basically maintaining the uh the the tectonese as slaves they i think they're also tectonese themselves uh, they look similar. They look identical to them. It's a little bit unclear to me at this point if they're exactly the same or if there's some key difference or if it's just they selected certain Tectonese to be overseers. Um, but the overseers were in charge of the slave ships and the Tectonese on Earth still have a lot of residual fear towards them. And there is this sort of looming threat of the Tectonese somehow reasserting their power over the newcomers and that really comes into play in this episode uh in the in the in the last episode contact um but it's brought up as a theme in uh in night of the screams and of the two episodes i think i liked night of the screams better um night of the screams is uh it's kind it's kind of odd so if i, w I was really not expecting to like it when I when I when I saw that it was a Halloween episode because normally Halloween episodes kind of I don't know they usually do something where either the whole episode didn't matter or it's just playing to the holiday and it feels really out of place. I thought they actually did a good job of making a scary Halloween episode that still felt like it was the show and uh and 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 and, and, and for me it worked because the Halloween uh coincides with the holiday not a holiday but like a um a myth and a legend uh for the tectonese that involves a guy named tag dot he has a much bigger title than that but he was basically somebody who i guess he didn't get it so sounded like he wanted some kind of victory parade that he never got or adoration for um conquering and so he just uh he he slaughtered uh everybody that, that didn't uh didn't give him the adoration that he wanted in something called the night of screams where you would cut off one of their hands and so this is brought up uncle mudri plays an important role in kind of transmitting this information and i have to say i really like the uncle mudri character i know we've mentioned that before but i in these kind of shows i you know exposition is fun 
in a, in a science fiction show. And exposition isn't like a dirty word either. I feel like it's it's one of the more interesting parts of a series like this. I think it's one of the reasons why like some of the older science fiction books can get away with expositions. It's just blatant exposition. It doesn't necessarily have to be show don't tell. It can just be tell sometimes. And um, and here, you know, I really enjoy hearing from the mouthpiece of, of Uncle Mudri, uh, the the history of the of the newcomers or any relevant myth or legend or just practical advice. He's kind of he kind of serves two purposes. He get, he provides this exposition. He also provides sort of he's sort of like a fount of wisdom for the family. Um, so he's a he's an he's a good character. I like him, uh, and and he was well served in this episode. He's the one that explains the tag dot myth. And it, it, it's it, there's a few reasons why I like how this was done. Number one, it, it ties in with the overseers because, again, spoilers. What ends up happening is a, is a newcomer, uh, an actually very uh, uh, sickly newcomer who you wouldn't you wouldn't suspect right away in the show. He he has a clever way of getting around his physical limitations, but he uh, he he is on a uh, a quest for revenge against the overseers, and he uses the tag dot legend and Halloween. To conceal his crimes where he uh he murders overseers and he cuts off their hand and the overseers in this they all have it's they all have a tattoo on their wrist so it's almost like the opposite of like a tattoo from the holocaust where uh in this case the overseers are the ones who have the tattoos so and it's like a i don't know if it's in the language of the tectonese the tectonese their language is it's it's almost like a cursive script like arabic or farsi except instead of uh Instead of like curved cursive lines, it's jagged like a um like a like a heart monitor. It's like an EKG reading, um, but it, to me it looks like a cursive script of some kind, and uh and so I don't know if that's what's on their wrist or if it's something else. It's a little hard to see. My eyes aren't so great either, and I'm watching it in SD, so I don't know if that makes a difference. So I haven't really been able to crack what the the wrist tattoo is, but in this episode they explain that one of the functions it might have served was to neutralize the the gas that the uh, overseers were using to control the Tectonese. And another thing that they were doing to control them was 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 utilizing this myth of Tagdut. They used this to um, to instill fear in them. Um, so, I, again, I, in this episode, I liked how all of that stuff was just all woven together very, very well. Um, there were some legitimately scary moments in this episode. Um, oh, and I should mention that the, the name of the overseers in the show, they call them the Kwisantzun, I believe. I'm not sure if I got that 100% correct, but that's that's how it sounded to my ear. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a Halloween episode, though. So there's like a whole storyline with the daughter, Emily, trying to um, attend like a Halloween party and stuff like that. And, and in one of the scenes, which I thought was really well done, uh, her parents freak out because there's this whole thing where she's talking with her friend about having a costume. It has to be scary. And so she starts thinking about what she's going to do to, to be scary. And she wasn't on, I, I don't know if I th she might've been very young on the ship, but either way, whether she was on the ship or she was uh, actually, she must've been born on the ship because they, I, the dialogue in these two episodes would suggest that they haven't had kids off the ship yet, but she doesn't have the memory of the overseers that the parents have. So she just understands that the parents are afraid of them, but she doesn't understand the taboo of the overseers and she uh she uh p does a fake tat overseer tattoo on her wrist 
And, you know, she just says, I just wanted to scare people. I just wanted to be, I wanted to do something scary. And her father, you know, freaks out. And so, you know, you have, you, and, and, and this has been a recurring thing where, uh, you know, the, when, when the, when the overseers come up, it provokes this very strong reaction in the characters. Um, so anyways, initially George finds out who was responsible for the murders and when the guy explains it to him, he lets him go initially because he, you know, he has just as much of a grudge against the overseers. And the guy doesn't really seem like a, he's not going around killing random people. He's just going around killing overseers. So there's like a, there's a justification that you can sort of uh, connect to. But then Uncle Mudri explains things like the stories of Tagnut are meant to uh, be examples of something where they're not supposed to follow. So his, his whole idea, as he said, Tag Dot lives in all of us. Like it's this evil that resides in everybody, and it's this thing that can uh, that you have to control. And so, uh, and so, essentially, you know, what he's saying is we shouldn't become like the overseers by the end of the episode. And so, George eventually realizes that he needs to arrest this man. He tries to arrest him, and the man says, "I don't, you know, without my work, his work is murdering the overseers. I have nothing to live for." So he jumps off the balcony in the theater where they arrest him, and he uh, he dies. And I should say this, that's like the third suicide attempt. There was two successful, one not successful in the show so far. So, I mean, the show goes into, again, I I, I, I mean, you do see this in shows, but I feel like the show has a lot of very dark themes in it. Um, and so, uh, so and, and in order to, and they're arresting them as they're protecting an, a former overseer from the guy that wants to kill. So it's, it's very, you know, it's, it, it's well done. It's like a very, like George is dealing with all this inner conflict. I thought they handled that well. I liked the myth and the legend that they created around Tag Dot. I thought that was pretty cool. And it was interesting to have sort of a, we're going to have a Halloween episode, but why don't, instead of, you know, obviously instead of having, you know, something from, you know, earthly myth, let's have something from the, uh, the newcomer uh, myths and legends that would fit. And I, I thought that was, that was interesting. And early on in the episode, you, you do think maybe this guy is going to, you know, kill Sykes or kill George. So there's a, um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a threat in, in the episode that feels legitimate and feels, uh, I think unnerving. So I thought it was a great episode. I, I really liked it. I, I really liked it. I liked the, the character development for George. I, uh, much better than most other Halloween episodes that I've seen of shows. Now the, the second episode, if I'm glossing over stuff, I apologize. It's late. So I'm, uh, losing my train of thought. But the second episode of Contact was interesting, and I still don't know how I feel about it because it, it, it. So, this is like the first glimmer that there might be like a bigger plot afoot for the series or some kind of looming threat that's going to be recurring. And that's the overseers returning to reclaim their property because, as George explains in the episode, they had 250,000 newcomers. And I noticed they've been emphasizing this number, so I feel like. They're, they've been doing that over episodes to prep you for this episode, maybe, um, just so you understand the the number. And uh, I feel like the show is, does a good job of lodging things in your head before you get there. Um, but he mentions that that's two hundred fifty thousand slaves that because uh, they were they were cargo, if I remember, they were being I think they were being transported ported from one place to another. Um, so whoever owned this 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 cargo of slaves. George explains this is very valuable so they're going to want to come back and get them and so not only do we discover that that's the case but we discover they might want to enslave the humans and the way this comes about 
is a little bit complicated, but at the beginning of the, the episode, there's a scientist who discovers a ship in our solar system that is, uh, you know, just kind of like, kind of like, um, you know, that, that, that cigar shaped, uh, uh, space, uh, not space, we don't know what it was, but the cigar shaped object, uh, that I'm not going to try attempt to pronounce this late at night, the, 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 the slung shot around our sun. This is kind of doing a similar thing. And this scientist identifies it and he's going to hold a press conference, but the person who's funding him is part of this organization. And he, uh, for nefarious reasons, we find out initially, we don't know. He wants him to, uh, uh, hold off on the, on the press conference. And what it turns out is happening is the person funding the research is a purist and purists are humans who basically want to get uh, newcomers off the planet. And their reasons are varied, but generally what they're afraid of is that the newcomers are stronger than humans. They're smarter than humans and more physically durable. So they are worried that the newcomers are basically going to you know, out of all the humans and that the humans will be obsolete or they live underneath them or whatever. So they, they want to get rid of the, the newcomers. And this guy is, is a purist, but he's working with a group of overseers that want to send a message to the ship. And the message is basically, we have the 250,000 cargo plus, I think it's like 4.5 billion more so uh you know so the, so it becomes sort of a ticking clock scenario where they have to stop this guy from getting the message to the ship and the thing that i thought was interesting there was a, there's a little bit of sloppiness around this at the end because I, I and i'll explain why but the thing that was interesting about it was they they uh they they shoot the um the, well number one the 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 guy funding the research, he gets killed early on anyways by the, by the overseer who he's working with. But the overseer is about, uh, about to send the message and they shoot him uh, and he has to send the message early. And there was like a window of time for sending the message in order to get it to the ship because of the sun's interference, if I remember. So because he sent it early, most likely the message didn't get, get through, but there's a sliver of a possibility that it could have. Uh, they don't say that. They just say that it most likely didn't go through, but it's not a very resounding, you saved the day, you shot the bad guy and he didn't get his message through. It's uh, it's very unnerving. It's, it's it's more unsettling than if the message had just gone through because you don't know. You don't know, is everything cool? It looks like 90%, everything's cool, but there's like this 10% that maybe it's not. So I thought that was a nice touch. Now, one of the things I didn't like about it is you would think that George and Sykes would alert you know, some kind of government agency or something about the possibility that this message got through. Maybe they did and just wasn't covered in the end of the episode. I don't know, but it looked like they didn't. Um, and also, it, it was a it, it was a little odd that like George and Sykes just happened to be on this case. That's this you know this massive in terms of the setting. And that was another thing that I'm still trying to decide how I feel. One of the things I like about the show is how well it handles home life and domestic stuff and just kind of exploring the culture of of the newcomers. And I don't know how I feel about having an urgent threat like this introduced, especially depending on what direction it goes in. I don't remember what happened over the course of the show uh, when I saw it as a kid, so I don't know. I've, I've, I, I, I feel like this does come up again, but I can't really remember. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make any judgment on it until I get there. But I, part of me sort of feels like I would prefer they just focus on the, you know, the domestic stuff. But again, maybe, 
you know, maybe maybe this will be interesting and maybe it'll be in, they'll be able to balance it out. But I just feel like if everybody's fretting about the world being enslaved by this, this you know, these people from outer space, it's a little hard to have the focus that they've been having on, you know, the the will they won't they romance between Sykes and Kathy and, you know, uh, George and his wife having a, a baby now. Uh, but I did enjoy the episode. I did enjoy it. Uh, it had some very bad effects initially at the start of the episode, which I think were forgivable because of the time it was made. Um, and the opening sequence was like, some of this didn't look like it was as well preserved as the other episodes. Maybe it was just my eyes, but I, I felt like the, it looked faded more than some of the other episodes. And I don't know why. Um, uh, you know, so also there's the, I think there's a hint. I, I don't know if I got this right. It might, they might've just been showing George, uh, having Buck taken away from him, but they explain that a lot of the families are separated from their children. And I think it's heavily implied that George maybe had another baby, I think with his wife. I don't, I, I'm not clear on, cause I mean, I, I know that they're supposedly made for life. So, uh, and the, the monogamous, so, so, so. I'm assuming with his wife, but it was heavily implied that he might have had another kid that was taken away. It's possible it was just Buck, and that I just got confused. But I thought that was intriguing, and also the the, the mom had a kind of seemed to have like some kind of vision around that, and then she wanted to have a another baby on Earth. So you know that that was an interesting development, and I and I think that the ongoing uh, romance, not romance, but the will they won't they thing with Kathy and Sykes is I I I, I find it. Uh, enjoyable it's one of the things i remember about the show i remember really liking kathy for some reason and so you you know just as a viewer you kind of want her and sykes to be a couple um i don't remember where they go with it i feel like it stays will they won't they for a very long time if i remember um but i, I think i think the kathy character is a very strong character she's basically his neighbor and and so the, you know they just uh uh you know, and they and they spend a lot of time getting to know each other over the course of the show, and it, it's uh, uh, and also she's somebody who's able to kind of fill the Uncle Mudri role of doing exposition because she's she's smart. She is uh, the only person besides George that Sykes knows who's a newcomer, and so he often goes to her with questions about newcomers and the spaceship and things like that. So she often serves that role as well. Um, but yeah, so you know, again, it was uh. Uh, you know, back-to-back episodes of uh, Night of the Screams and Contact, so that gets me up through episode 8. And next I'll be on episode 9, Three to Tango. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed Night of the Screams. I, 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 I liked Contact, but I'm still wondering how I feel about it because I, it did plant some seeds of concern in terms of where the show is going. Um, but I don't want to prejudge things. I want to I be open-minded as I'm watching this. Uh, but I felt when I was watching it that I kind of I liked Night of the Screams better. That was my my honest assessment. Um, now some I could see some people though preferring Contact because it does get us more into these science fictiony type plots. And uh, I just I I just sometimes worry about shows that have this um, almost apocalyptic uh, storylines. You know that can only lead to some kind of massive conflict or something. Um, I feel like that's a little too big for a police procedural hangout show. You know what I mean? It just, I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe they managed to make it work. Cause it is still a science fiction show, but I don't know. It, it seems like it's maybe getting a little too big when it goes into that territory. And I don't know for sure 
if that comes up again or not. I really don't remember. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see uh, next episode. So I'm going to head out. And until next time, I will talk to you later.